uh, when I saw Tyrod go down, I kind of realized, like, oh, I'm up next. I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm the quarterback, so. What is going on, Giants fans? How we doing? Welcome back to another episode of Talking Big Blue JQ. I'm here with Tom, and the New York football Giants are 4-1. and one. After beating the Green Bay Packers in London 27-22, the Giants defense pitched a shutout in the second half. Giants scored 17 unanswered points to come back and win this game. It's Daniel Jones's third winning drive of the season, most by any QB in the NFL. Those game-winning drives have been pivotal for the Giants, and he did a big 91-yard drive without Saquon Barkley on the field. Tom, what's good, dude? What an exciting game. And this team is this team is great, Tom. This this team is having a lot of fun and it really shows how how much coaching means to a team. They're four and one, dude. Say it again. Say it again. Four and one. Not one and four. Four and one. They have played five games. They have won four of them. Are they good? It's it's been the highlight of Sports Center, the let not the highlight. It's been it's been a block in Sports Center all day yesterday. A bump to commercial was coming up. We'll talk we'll talk after the break. Are the Giants good? I don't know. I think they listen, if if I wasn't a fan of the Giants, and I'm saying this from an outside perspective, I think they are a good team because I think they're a well-coached team. And I think well-coached teams can do a, can do a lot of damage and cause a lot of havoc to other teams. And you saw that with the play call the Giants did against the Green Bay Packers in the second half and just an absolute flip from the first half. I didn't think they even played terrible in the first half either. I just thought, thought they got off to a slow start. Aaron Rodgers was just picking apart the man coverage. Like they weren't playing press to man coverage, the Giants. So he had a lot of room to work with. Um, but no, I, I thought they played a tremendous game and I don't know, man, I think coaching, I think coaching makes them a good team. Yeah. That's kind of been what all the analysts have been hit, hitting on the head is that is whenever they get asked that question, they don't really start with the talent kind of like you just did pretty much. Um, they just, they just allude to that. The giants are just one of the better coached teams in the NFL. And when people hear that, they're like, Oh my God, like that's such a hot take. That that statement has nothing to do, literally nothing to do with the the talent pool of an actual team of players. If you're very, if you're well coached, you're in a position to win the game late in the fourth quarter. Doesn't matter who you have on your team, and that's where that's where the Giants have been in almost each of the almost all of their five games. You know that even when they lost to Dallas, you know they weren't out of the game the entire time. Um, so they just. They're just doing the right things in, as a coaching staff, man. Uh, Lewis Riddick added yesterday on SportsCenter that Wink is probably the best hire of the offseason, or at least one of the best hires of the offseason, and it's obviously very true. The Giants didn't really add anybody on defense. They came into this year with the same pool of players, obviously adding Kayvon uh, to the mix, but um, – Wink's just making this team look like a completely new defense. And yeah, they won in London. It's overseas. I don't really take those games too seriously, but when you win, all of a sudden, I feel like more I feel like more people are reacting because of the fact that the Giants beat the Packers in London than they would have even blinked or batted an eye if the Packers beat the Giants in London. 
And just like that, dude, it is October 11th. And the Giants are four and one tied for second. Well, I guess Dallas has the tiebreaker for second place, but they have the same record as the Cowboys for second place in the NFC East. And I'm numb at the fact that Halloween is a couple, two and a half weeks away. And we're talking about the Giants being not only competitive, but a winning football team. Goosebumps. No, I mean, and you're right, dude. I wasn't expecting it. And I don't think a lot of fans were expecting that coming into a rebuilding year. But that doesn't mean you can't win games in a rebuilding year. And it's cool to see, like, a guy like Wink Martindale, the adjustments he made from the first half to the second half, it was like a totally different ball game. And it was like the Packers, they were a shell of themselves in the second half. Even Matt LaFleur said after the game, the Packers head coach, he said, we got out coached by Wink Martindale and Brian Dable and Mike Kafka and those guys. They came out better in the second half and they out coached us, plain and simple. So that, I, that was really cool to see that LaFleur had that to say about the Giants uh, coaching staff. But no, it's cool. Wink Martindale is great. I mean, you talk about that last drive where the Packers are driving down the field, third and two. Kayvon rushes, rush, rushes the passer, rushes Rodgers and gets a pass deflection at the line, hits off like his helmet, like his shoulder pads. And then the next play, fourth and two, Wink brings the house again, and Xavier McKinney is able to get a full a full palm, it seemed like, on a ball and back down the pass again at the line of scrimmage. So that was two plays in a row where the Giants defense got pressure on Aaron Rodgers and were able to bat down a pass at the line. And that was that was a tremendous. It was, real, it was a really cool moment, and it was just awesome, man. The adjustments Wink made in the second half, and guys like Dexter Lawrence – Kayvon Thibodeau had enough. I thought he had a great performance too. He, he, he gets a lot of pressure on the quarterback and he makes a deep, an offense, excuse me, pay attention to him. They make sure that he makes sure Kayvon that there's always someone paying attention to him. Um, even if it's a double team or not. So it's cool. I, I love it, Tom. I am, I am to the moon about everything on that defense on the, on that side of the ball. It's kind of wild that they shut out an Aaron Rodgers-led Packers team. I don't care how bad their offense has been this so far this year. They shut out an Aaron Rodgers-led Packers offense the entire second half. They didn't score at all, not one point, not one hey, point. You want to hear the crazy thing? Go. Adoree Jackson missed most of the second half with that knee injury, so they held him out of the game because he was questionable to come back. And he wasn't there most of the second half. Yeah. And they still they still were able to get the job done. Uh, someone who stepped up for Adoree Jackson, yeah, Nick, uh, Nick McLeod stepped up big time for Adoree Jackson, uh, playing cornerback in coverage and everything. Uh, and Aaron Rodgers on the first drive of the second half when the Packers got on the field, they picked on him like a couple plays. They tried to go after him. He gave up one completion that I remember, but overall he did a great job. He had a big pass breakup later on in the game, so. You know, credit to him. Credit to this defense, dude. They stepped up with a bunch of injuries. No Leonard Williams this week. I thought he was going to play too, but game time decision, they held him out, which is good. Give him another week. And then uh, no Azee Ojolari too. He didn't even travel with the team. So to see that, and also no Aaron Robinson, who's probably going to be out a few weeks. To see the defense play the way they did in the second half, like how Dable's been saying, next guy up, next guy up, know your role, next guy up. It's been really awesome to watch. Yeah. And again, you know, going over to offense, looking at Danny boy, it's his numbers aren't really that impressive. You know, he had, he went 21 for 27. That always looks pretty good. 
for a little over 200 yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions, only got sacked once. It's a great, great number. And then he, you know, he ran the ball 10 times for 37 yards. So when you look at that, you're thinking, well, Danny threw up another stinker, but the, the numbers don't always tell the story. You hear coaches say that all the time. And Danny boy looked unreal down the stretch late in that game, considering who he had at receivers, who he had in general when Saquon was out for for that little little bit of the game. You again, I've been saying it because uh, I I'm going to keep saying it as long as they keep somehow winning these games. You're, you you look at a player's season and his performance differently when you're winning these games. So the Giants won yesterday, correct? I was uh, I wasn't uh, they won Sunday, right? I'm not dreaming. No, yeah, you're right. Um, all I saw on Twitter and in any text I got that day was you know, how Danny's that guy. He put the team on his back. He was quite literally bleeding on the field for the team. And, uh, you know, and it was, it was nothing but praise. If the Pat, you know, if the Packers win that game, unfortunately people might not be singing the same tune. They might be singing the, well, he didn't throw any touchdowns and yeah, he didn't turn the ball over, but you know, he wasn't making those aggressive throws to move the ball downfield. You know how, you know how everyone gets. We're we're a little under a third of the way through the season. And as far as I'm concerned, in terms of the team and in terms of Danny, as long as they keep winning, he's like he's not losing them games. And there's only room to grow as far as the, the next 13 games of the year or 14, whatever it is. I'm really excited. You know, Tom, I, I've been thinking about this. I think this is another game where you can look at Daniel Jones and be like, yeah, like. I, I see this guy playing for this team next year. Um, yeah. I know his stat line might not seem crazy, but he was efficient. He was accurate. And he was, he's their leader, dude. And Saquon and those mm-hmm. guys say it all the time. How They look to him. They look to DJ to lead this team. When Saquon went down to start the fourth, like at towards the end of the third quarter or like the start of the fourth quarter, Daniel Jones led them on a 91 yard drive to tie the, a game tying 91 yard drive to tie the game at 20 apiece in the fourth quarter without Saquon Barkley with guys like Darius Slayton on the field, Gary Brightwell, Matt Breida, you know, Daniel Bellinger, it, none of the main guys are there. And it's crazy to see, like, again, we say good coaching, you know, some talented players, what an offense can do. The playbook looks amazing, dude. It looks so much different than last year and the years past. It's kind of like an NCAA 14 playbook type of Brian Dable. I feel like they run, they run a lot of crazy uh, formations, a lot of wildcats. But no, what Daniel Jones did, I, 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 I say it every week. I give him, I give him more and more respect every week for the way he plays. Comes off the bum ankle, honestly moved around really well. I thought it looked like the ankle did not uh, limit him at all throughout the entire game, which was awesome. He picks up first downs with his legs. He, th- he threw the ball really well. He was throwing the ball. He was throwing some strikes on, on Sunday morning, Tom. Hit Slayton a few times. Like, Slayton had a big game. He had six catches for 79 yards. That was a big performance out of Darius Slayton. And he had a big catch on third and 12, too, third and 13. So, overall, I loved what I saw from Daniel Jones. And if he plays like that week in and week out, limits turnovers, stays, you know, moves out of the pocket, avoids getting sacked, you know, you're looking at a guy that could be your franchise quarterback. And, you know, a lot of people are going to could hate on that take. But, I mean, if he's playing like this and he's winning you games and he's driving down the field without his 
probably best three players on the team for 91 yards to tie the game in the fourth quarter. You know, it, I, I give him a lot of, I give him a great amount of respect that kid. I love him. It's, dude. Uh, I absolutely love him. It's nice to see the fact that they're not really forcing the new offense on him. They're kind of just playing the like letting the game play itself, so to speak. And, letting him do his thing when he needs to. And you can almost, it's almost giving off that they're giving like a a big picture approach to it. They're not trying to rush him into this thinking that we only have one year to look at this guy and to see if he can know this offense right off the bat. They're focusing more on winning, which is what you want them to do. And I love it, man. Just the, literally no exaggeration aside from Aaron judge, having one of the greatest baseball seasons ever. Judgey, respect to you. They play tonight, no big deal. Playoff game. Um, Brian Dable's the face of New York. The face of New York sports. It's unbelievable. There's so much energy from just such a lovable man. And uh, one of my buddies was laughing the other day, which just, again, like the reaction to him, it's, you know, he's always respectful. He always goes up, shakes the other coach's hand, good game, whatever. Once he's through all that, he just flips that switch and is an absolute animal. He, you know, he bear hugs Joe Shane, who's always on the sideline, picks him up and stuff. And then uh, and then he just he gets to the section where it's just him and the fans and they just they just let it all out. You can tell he's having fun. He, this guy knows what he's doing. And th- this isn't this isn't the type of first year success relative to like what we saw with Joe Judge in terms of like that early camaraderie we thought that was building and you know they were able to win games down the stretch and obviously last year became last year and it was an absolute absolute disaster this isn't that this isn't a fluke Dable knows how to coach a football team he has the the best coaching staff he possibly could have around him this this team's chemistry is building week after week after week and the to uh to use what ESPN used full full credit to them the bit they did yesterday was called the NFC beast because you, you look at Philly, the giants and the, and the Cowboys, they're all five and oh, and four and one. We're not going to talk about the other, the other team, the, the team, the team that commands the football field, but, uh, Dable, Dable's legit, man. No, he, I mean, he's, he's been nothing but great. I mean, you can't argue about that. And I love his, him post game after a big win like that. It's so cool to see how excited he is. Uh-huh. Um, it's his true character. You actually see like his true character and who he is. I think judge would have walked off the field after that with like no smile on his face and just continued to say like, Oh, we were expecting to win this game. Something like that along those lines. Right. Dable's great. Shane's great. Wink Martindale's great. But someone who's really great, who I think is the team MVP right now is Saquon Barkley. And w- w- I mean, like, come on, man. This guy, <laughs> this guy gets me so excited week in and week out because I always know that he's a player that's so gifted, so talented that he will break one at any given moment. And it happened not only in the run game, but also in the past game. He went for a 40 yard, a 40 yard run and a 41 yard catch, catch and run. So mm-hmm. I'll say this, the, the Giants offense, I love it because it's very creative like running out of the wildcat, like that play for Saquon when he had that 40 yard run was out of the wildcat. Um, And, you know, he just looks so great. The cut, the vision, 
like the acceleration. He's got it all right now. He's got the full package, and it's great to see that. And then, you know, oh god, it hurts me to say this. When he goes down, I get I get nauseous. I get scared. Yeah. And you know, it, it didn't look pretty too. First off, the play was bad. It's a terrible play. You set him up for failure. He threw it in the backfield, and the. I forget who it was on the Green Bay Packers that landed on him. It looked like one of their linebackers when he came down and landed on Saquon. They like all of his body weight in Saquon's landed right on his right shoulder. So I was like, that didn't look good. So he leaves the game. I'm like, all right. They say he's questionable return. I'm like pacing around the living room. I'm like, this is fine. This is fine. Everything's going to be okay. And meanwhile, as I'm pacing around, Daniel Jones is going on a 91 yard touchdown game tying drive. Um, so I'm, I'm freaking out a little bit. And then he comes back in. And I'm like, okay. I'm like, this is good. This is good. Everything's good. And to see him go back out there, not only score the game-winning touchdown in the Wildcat formation again, but break off that 41-yard catch and run, runs that like deep slant across the middle, absolutely torches a defender's ankles, tells him your shoes and ankles are gone. I'm going to slide you right out of those and continue to go forward for another 15 yards. It's awesome. It's game-changing plays that this kid makes he he's always been able to do it but in 2018 in 20 in 2018 the team wasn't that good and they weren't able to compete they weren't as coached well they always lost close games like this but now that everything's put together you see how much Saquon really means to this team Tom I was just about to say that last part it's it's such a different world to see him playing like he did if not better than he did his rookie year but to, but to have them win the game at the end, you know, that he his rookie year was one of the better rookie seasons by a running back or really by an offensive player ever. And. But they went five and 11, you know, so you're not you're not really taking much out of it. And then the, and then uh, the next three seasons were what they were for him. So to see him doing this now where he looks, I think, maybe possibly the best he's looked in his NFL career so far. And they're four and one through five games. It's just all coming full circle. And like you said, he's the team MVP. If he wasn't on this team, I they might not have, they might not win a game. To be completely honest with you, when you look at when you look at just the fourth quarter of all four all four wins, he's he's all he's all over the tape. And without two six, we are we are nothing as a as a fan base. We're nothing as a team. And this team's behind him. He's behind this team. A fourth victory Monday in five in five weeks, dude. I don't know how to feel. We're going, and then you know, we'll do the recap. We'll do the recap. Oh, the, we're doing the recap right now. We'll do the preview for next week's game when that time comes. Um, but I just we 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 can't take these for granted. Giants fans do not take these wins for granted. It's been a long time coming. I think the last time I think that there was a crazy chart of when they uh, uh the last few seasons what week the Giants recorded their fourth win the last like three or four years it was the weeks were in the double digits and then there was the one year where they didn't win four games they only won three so don't take these for granted just enjoy the ride don't you know don't think too big picture don't get too carried away just enjoy the fact that you that you can officially I can make it an official statement now you can officially go into every week knowing that there is there is a legitimate chance that your team can win a game. And we haven't had that in a very, very long time. And I love it, man. 
Tom, I, I couldn't agree with you more. I, I love that feeling going in now to every week thinking this team's got a shot to win this week. And it might, as crazy as it sounds, they, they really do. Every week they play a game on Sunday or Monday, whenever they play, Thursdays even. They have a shot at winning that game. And it's because of coaching and it's because the players have bought into that system. And it's also because the Giants have playmakers on their team. Saquon no longer leads the league in rushing yards. Nick Chubb has been an absolute stud, but has 593 <laughs> rushing yards. Saquon's yeah. at 533. And this is through five weeks. So they're averaging probably what, like 100 yards each per game, basically. The two of them, Chubb and Saquon. Yeah, yeah they're yeah, 500, something like that. But Saquon, what I love to look at is NFL scrimmage, scrimmage yard leaders through five weeks. Saquon has 676 combined yards and passing and rushing and that's what just makes him great and i love it so you watch you watch giants football because of him i feel like he's a big reason why you tune in on sundays to watch him and see him do something special and i think we'll see more of that this week against baltimore i think the kid's just a generational talent and i love it i love it tom um i think i covered everything that i wanted to do you have anything else you want to say no, just to <laughs> looking at the, the Chubb stuff, the Nick Chubb stuff. Yeah, so he has basically 600 yards through, through five games. I think Nick Chubb's season, season like rushing, like rushing yards projection total was like 1,500. It's been five weeks. He's already, he's already more than a third of the way there. Yeah, and then Saquon has 533 yards. So the fact that the two of them have basically almost, tw- uh, 1,200 yards, definitely not the right math, 1,100, I think. Two guys have over 1,000 rushing yards already. I think each of them have more. I saw I saw the tweet uh, Sunday night. Those guys have more rushing yards than, like, eight NFL teams do. And just keep keep, keep, feed, keep feeding the beast, man. Keep That's feeding all the I, beast? What? No, what did you say? Keep feeding the beast? I agree. I love yeah, it. Yeah, just keep feeding the both of them, but. We, we respectfully don't care about Nick Chubb on the show. Um, but shout out to Nick Chubb. Keep feeding Saquon. Just keep – these guys are just having fun. Keep having fun. That's all I got, man. Giants yeah. won again somehow. Don't ask me how. I'm just – I'm just – I'm watching the same games you guys are. I'm just enjoying the ride. Coach Dable is the boy. No, this is, this is great, Tom. Four and one's been a lot of fun. All, all these people ask me like, how does it feel like that? The team you root so like hard for is four and one. I'll, I just tell them it feels great. And I'm just enjoying every moment, whatever happens this year, it's going to happen. It's just going to unfold right in front of our eyes. So I'm down for whatever I'm along for the ride and uh, you know, we're just going to enjoy it. We'll see where we go from here. They got their matchup this week, week six at home at MetLife, a 1 p.m. game against the Baltimore Ravens. Should be another fun game. I mean, Baltimore hasn't looked crazy explosive. I mean, same thing with Lamar, like Saquon. They're generational-type players. They can break off any play at any given moment. So that'll be fun to watch. It's going to be exciting, Tom. Yep. That's all I got, man. We are we are on to week six. What's uh, early insight? I think that game is – a lot closer of a projection than people think. I think it's five and a half that Baltimore's oh, favored it? by. Yeah. Never mind. Um last week was eight against the Packers. Right. I think I think if the if the Ravens lost Sunday night, it'd be a it'd be a, l- a little bit lower. I think five and a half is a good number though. Yeah. Giants are home too. Are you going? 
So I, I might still try to go because the family that I got the season tickets from, they've been giving me the tickets for the past couple of weeks because they haven't gone. And I know Lucky told me about this game in the calendar for like about, like about a month ago. He's like, oh, that's like one game my family would all like to go to. So I said, of course, like I'll sell you yeah. my two seats. So I'm probably going to do that. And then if I find a ticket floating around somehow, I'll go. I do have Sunday off. But if not, I'll just enjoy at home, watch with some friends, maybe, you know, do something yeah. like that. And that's it. So, nice. but listen, if I can't go to all of them, I can't, but I'll be at a lot this year. So, mm-hmm. but that that's all for me, Tom. Uh, I'll see you Friday morning. We're going to go play some golf. We're going to go play some golf Friday morning before we both work. So everyone, I hope you guys enjoyed this recap. I hope you guys are enjoying this season too. A four and one start to the season through five weeks is is a lot of fun. It's really cool. So we will see you on the game preview. Probably Friday. We'll figure it out. So, um, but yeah, that's, that's all from us. And we'll talk to you guys soon. Later. Peace out.